Hey, it is, uh, what is this? This is episode 75 for the RC After Hours podcast. Isn't that pretty cool? Isn't that pretty crazy? Um, first off, huge shout out to everybody. You're going to see some fun stuff in the background. Um, and, and, and Bill, this one's for you, buddy. Look at that. Holy moly. So Bill Decker, big, big shout out. Um, Bill, uh, for the ones watching, or if you want to Google, <laughs> Google Redneck Zombie, and you will giggle your heart out. This is a, actually a movie that, that, that Bill uh, was a part of way back when, and we had a fantastic discussion about, about cinema. Well, we didn't really talk about movies and all this, but he knows what I do for a living and everything, and it's just it was funny. So, Bill, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, sir. Um, and the big one that he really surprised me with, and he really didn't have to, but it's now going to be a review thing. Sitting in behind me is from Dreamflight is LaBelle DLG Glider. I've already ordered the high-tech servos for it and everything, so super, super excited about pulling that together and getting it going. I do enjoy DLG, but my old mountain hobby thing, um, DL50, was just, it is what it is, um, but wow. So, Bill... Thank you, sir. I, you know, this podcast is, uh, I guess we'll, we'll dedicate this one to you because, wow. Um, speaking of things, uh, there's some stuff going on with Patreon. Uh, check your notes. Tomorrow you're going to see a thing. Uh, various states in the U.S. This is a new law that they put down. They're now taxing the Patreon feed and everything. Um, so what it means in the end, I don't know. Your decision. Um you know, you support the show, uh, and I appreciate it. And we use the funds to fund the uh, the various elements of it. The show will still go on. Uh, I've managed to really feel secure about what I'm doing and everything. And uh, you know, like the guests who keep coming on, and I guess that's a wonderful way to segue it in. Hey, there's a guy on the channel. Uh, we can't see him. I. You know, you could probably scour the internet. You'll never find his face. He's really good at scraping his image, I'm finding. So, <laughs> without any further ado, um, Alpha, welcome to the show. I guess it's been a couple episodes since we've had you on. And you and I, we, yeah. we, we banter back and forth almost daily, I'd say. Well, at least every couple of days. It depends on your yeah, activity. Yeah, we do. <laughs> And you mentioned you mentioned something that uh, you know, which kind of just triggered the show. Uh, Andre needs a haircut. Uh, no, I don't, guys. I'm going. Uh, you know, I'm look look at this. And for those who can see it, um, it's hiding all my gray. It looks rather blonde because I've been outside. I've been exercising and getting all kinds of healthy stuff going. <sighs> what a weekend! I don't know if you've had fun. Um, I didn't get flying, but we're going to talk about this in the show because I went to the flying club and I'm all set and uh, had my check flight and everything. And we'll talk about some interesting little episodes about flying in, in a brand new location. So, uh, so we got Alpha on the show, and the purpose behind that is he actually has some some content, some product that we want to talk about, and uh, it's uh, it'll be fun because it's a, a little mix of everything. Uh, they've got some new lines, some new foam, some new balsa, and some other stuff, and. Uh, yeah, uh, and I'm going to, there we go. There's a few things I need to click and check and over here. There we go. A lot of chatter. I guess 6 o'clock on a Sunday night is good. Um, you know, so Alpha, how have you been, buddy? I've been busy. <laughs> it's a good kind of busy. Yeah. Um, it's a good kind of busy. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about some of the, uh, the stuff you've been doing, and I want to hear... How you view this, uh, you know, we'll call it a recovery um, and just, you know, see how you're starting to see. Are you starting to see lights kind of, you know, twinkling a little brighter now that um, do you feel like things are settling down on your end of the, the world? And uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Dive right in. It's been a crazy time, uh, undeniably. I think for everyone, um, I, my thoughts, I hope everyone's safe, I hope everyone's healthy, and that uh, we're all able to sort of make ends meet, you know what I mean? But um, but other than that, as far as the hobby goes, from my side of the world, we continue to move forward. Things are, these aren't, things aren't ever insurmountable, and that's, for us, all that sort of really matters, you know? Push, push, push. <laughs> so, from, from Motion's RC perspective, did you see a little hiccup 
in, in in your you know in your programming uh, or was it were you able to maintain a pretty steady flow as it went? I mean, obviously, last time you talked, you briefly described that the you know the factories were were off kilter, but actually, no, you said you guys were starting to come back on stream last time we talked, right? Yeah, yeah. The the nice, well, not nice. Nice is really the wrong word. The sort of the way things ended up working out is. Um, that Asia was a, was about two months ahead of the rest of the world on all this. And so, uh, for better or worse, their their burn cycle ended up ending sooner. Um, they went through far more drastic quarantine mechanisms. You know, yeah. that's more of a function of their ability to do that because of the type of the government they operate here. But but they were able to do extreme measures quicker um, and, and more in-depth and it really curtailed a lot of what we're unfortunately seeing through other parts of the world. So mm-hmm. the production base of a lot of what we were able to, of, of, of what we're sort of invested in here got through most of it before these things really started to burn in other, in other parts of the world. So, you know, I hate to put a, put a, a toy spin on, on, a, on a very real serious global problem, but you know, yes, for, I, I frame it as sort of a, a, a bit of a glimmer of hope. I mean, guys out there listening, at the very least, when things are seemingly falling apart, hey, you know, the, the toy factories are still open. We're still producing. <laughs> we're still developing new products. We've, we have continued to, to make new announcements seemingly every week with new expansions and new product lines and restocks of tanks and balsa and et cetera. So, you know, as far as we're concerned, our little niche of, of the world um, we're able still to provide value to customers, and I think that's um, that's that's something worth being proud of, especially at a time like this. Well, so you you touch on a very very interesting point, and as as difficult as some of this stuff was, it was nice to see people uh, zoning in on uh, on the hobby and acknowledging, okay, fine, especially in the in the you know April March April uh, time, even into May, um, you know, gave kind of and that was the contest we we ran the yard challenge and that kind of just sparked a lot of creativity and everything so it was nice to see it and and i've had um things like you know buying the flight simulator and hanging out with 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 the friends and and just chatting online because we you know i haven't seen anybody but we'll talk about the fact that i went flying recently and that's you know as we start seeing some of these steps come into play so Right. You, you, Creativity you, thing I think is an important part, right? I mean, the, the entire the notion of the hobby is that we're creative people. We're creators. We want to build stuff. We want to go park it in the dirt. Uh, we, 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 we were involved in that pursuit. And it's nice, actually, to see that 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 cannot be eroded, even if we're stuck indoors. It cannot uh, it doesn't go away. We, we get creative. We find other things to fly or to drive or to build. Yeah. We find other ways to interface with each other. The world has sort of seen a lot of this. And so we've probably all heard uh, anecdotally of how puzzle sales are through the roof and <laughs> and almost this return to, you know, my my childhood of growing up sitting on the floor playing uh, board games and card games with the family and Rummy Cub and Monopoly not really having video games at the time. So it's nice to sort of see that that, that really still exists in everyone. Um and in fact, I, th- I think it's fair to say that parts of the hobby have actually grown during this period because people are being sort of forced away from the computer or from other yeah. types of uh, pursuits, and they're able to sort of rediscover model making, uh, which 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 is great. I'm happy to see that. Yeah, it's yes, um, and it, it was. Even even on my end of it, from the from the club I'm involved with, you saw a lot of people building, and and even myself, I went in waves and everything. I think I've got too many projects going on at once, but um, it was interesting. Did you guys, from a from an operational standpoint, were you because you're more of a warehouse, I guess, less storefront? Um, I guess the the biggest thing you had to work with or advise your customers was you couldn't guarantee your shipping of your shipping out, obviously. But did you find that that was a bit of an asset during during some of the touchier situation times? You know, in hindsight, it's interesting how things sort of pan out. You, the, a large part of the conversation strategically towards the latter end of this previous year centered around tariffs and 
trying to produce enough so we could ship enough to get ahead of those tariffs. And um, as it turned out, we had enough inventory to sort of sustain us through what ended up being a corona sort of COVID-19 caused dip in production. And so overall, we've, as I mentioned, we've continued to grow. We've continued to see sort of steady um, steady inventories for the majority of our portfolio, which is which is important because I think more than ever, people are looking to the hobby to say, I'm really stressed about real world things. You know, do you, do you have some glue? Do you have some, <laughs> you have a little something I can play with, I can put together yeah. uh, just to help get my It's an escape. I mean, really, fundamentally, yeah. this hobby is, is the it's, it's a fantasy. It's an yeah. escape. It's it's recreating history. It's really getting away from, at least I see it as the, the humdrum of day to day. So I think a lot of people love that. Um, I certainly do. Yeah, and you're no. you're right. I mean, I'm reading through comments here. I mean, <laughs> Rick Collins. It's like it's a time to build. You're right. I think we've all sort of discovered a bit more. I know I've certainly ended up building and painting a little bit more and trying to still interface with my hobby and scratch that itch. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, it was interesting because I know stateside. I had a good. For me, over here in Canada, our field was under certain rules, volunteer rules, and then the city rules and everything. So they didn't officially open till last weekend. And I actually went out on Sunday and I flew, and it was really interesting to see some of the the changes. And I almost I like park flying. I really think it's still super important, and I miss all my buddies. And we I even shot another video with it with one of my other uh, um, Captain Drone friend and. But I almost feel like the legit flying clubs uh, for the next foreseeable future, I think they're going to be the answer in that because you can go and safely fly without having to worry about the public, anybody general public coming up to you or interfering or anything like this. So in some ways, it's the the potential for them to actually see a little bit of a, a resurgence, I think, might be really nice. Um, but who knows, right? This is all right. speculation, but, but yeah, I got out, I took the Tundra out and I went flying and uh, I tell you, um, the last time I flew at this airfield was in September last year and I giggled because I was having to bring the plane in like a whole minute sooner than normal because it's so big compared to what I'm used to that I'm burning across the field and I'm like, wow, I got to bring in, <laughs> you know, so I'm landing at like, you know, a whole minute sooner and I'm at three point, you know, seven on the batteries. And I'm like, well, that was a good run. Um, but I laughed because I got out, and I and I, I, uh, I, I it was the Tundra, so tail dragger, and I I, t- I, I ground looped the darn plane, and I was like, wow, it's been a while since I've been in thick grass because I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't turn the plane right. I actually had to do a right or left. I had to do a whole rotation in another direction to get into the wind because we had a pretty nasty crosswind. But it was just funny to do it. So I'm looking forward to going out there with some of the larger airplanes, and then long term into the some of the balsa airplanes. So. Um, that, that'll be a fun little segue and we'll get into some of your, why we're here and what we're interested in talking to and everything about your lineup. But I'm glad to hear that things are, are, are picking up. And I kept telling the guys, I'm so glad uh, it sounds funny. So, uh, it's sad. And at the same time, I'm glad it's probably safer for my wallet that, that I'm not, you know, U S based <laughs> and can't get free, you know, shipping on jets from you guys, because I think I would be in a whole lot more financial pain than I am right now. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm glad it provides a, 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 a international border provides some sort of respite to you. <laughs> It's tragic, man, because I look at some of the aircraft and I go, "Oh, I would love to get those in there." And I'm, and I'm, I, I hate to say it, I'm actually slowly thinning out a lot of the airplanes in the fleet because I'm, I'm bringing in stuff eventually for the summer and planning, and they're just aircraft that I haven't been able to fly and I'll never get back to. Not that I never, the replication, the replication in the fleet, and I think where a lot of people yeah. are doing it, and a lot of people are starting to roll secondhand. And um, like I said, in my club here in Ottawa, they. Uh, there were a lot of projects, a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of people were, were sitting there and saying, okay, here's a project. I pulled this thing out of it. I've gone to the store. And as soon as the, uh, the local hobby stores were able to do curbside, I tell you, um, you know, if, yeah. if you, oh, yeah. the only, the only poor stuff, uh, <laughs> John Davis, shush, um, the only unfortunate part was, um, uh, if you're a mom and pop shop and you didn't have a website, I think you um, 
Uh, I think this is where you saw the pain, right? And I think anybody right. who didn't have a website to do sales and inventory and everything, I think they're the ones who are probably hurting the most, unfortunately. So uh, it, it's um, <laughs> Victor. Free shipping is killing his bank account. Yes, I could, I could believe it, man. Um, but you know, hey, at least you know, man, Alpha, you got a lot of fans on the podcast. So, all right. Yeah. We're gonna dive in. We're gonna take a little deep dive into your next lineup. Do you want to? Uh, you want to plug your lineup and tell us about it and how this all came along? Yeah. So, um, I think anyone who maybe saw your um, your ad knows where I'm going with this. But we try, as I think hindsight is rapidly showing, we try to have something new every week, every couple of weeks. We've made major announcements in a variety of categories, uh, even in the past four months. Throughout COVID, regardless of tariffs, uh, independent of Chinese New Year's and any other sort of delay, like our our battle plan remains fixed, which is to just deliver increasing value to our customers. And what a lot of them say is they just want more choices. Um, Balsa was a big play we made last year the year prior with Black Horse and our partnership with them, our exclusive of, um, distribution of their products in North America has been really amazing. And we, we love the feedback that we're able to see from people. We're now into our fourth or fifth sort of shipment with them where customers are finally able to sort of see the feedback they've given us now uh, go through about a year cycle into development and, and verification, validation, production, and now we're receiving products. Uh, the, they're near DO335 Arrow, for example, or Feel. That's a great example of a model where people said, we love that you've got Black Horse, but we'd really like to see that aircraft in your lineup, but it's a bit old. Can you sort of update it here or there? And we took about the year, and we did. And so now we we brought it in, and you know, people seem to be enjoying them. Um, Nexa is now the next evolution in, in that process, where Nexa is Motion RC's exclusive brand. It's our in-house brand of Balsa aircraft. And in the same way that Skynetic is Motion RC's exclusive brand of in-house foam electric aircraft, beginning with the, uh, with the Havoc racer and our Shrike glider, and recently announced um, some, some bringing back of other classics from previous uh, manufacturers in previous names. Nexa is now that in-house brand that is going to house all of our OEM Balsa. And customers, savvy guys, are, 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 are going to be quick to observe. Some of these models are models we've seen before. I call them the classics. Mm. Uh, but we're really setting the stage here, guys, for, in hindsight, we'll look back and see, oh, Nexa was, again, as Alpha had said, that in-house brand that housed Balsa aircraft from a, ri- of, from a variety of, of manufacturers and suppliers what we're really doing is trying to establish uh, the foundation upon which we can then go ahead and innovate Um, so some of these models we've seen before in the market we're now saying give us your feedback if you've already got one if you bought it from someone else if if you've got ideas um, let us know because we're at the factory Uh, we're we're putting our spin just as we did with freewing just as we did with robon just as we did with uh with Henlong tanks, just as we did with Black Horse and Balsa, we're doing that now with Nexa, and and all I can say, as I always am fond of saying, we're just getting started. This is just the beginning. Um, so that's sort of what Nexa is today. And I suppose the last sort of thing I want to say, guys, is that keep in mind this is just the first salvo. So if you have nice. feedback for us, if there are other aircraft that you want to see, perhaps they weren't represented. Uh, or they weren't in schemes that you wanted, or you, you had issues with sort of parts, or they're just something that you th- you really love, and you think uh, you'd like to have it brought back in a new way, and perhaps under our service umbrella, let us know. Um, that's uh, that's our intent. Now, I can't promise that we're going to bring in every single thing. That isn't our intention. We, we again, as I mentioned at the top, we want to drive value. So that it's got to be something that checks all of the boxes. There are, there are a great many number of products that we're likely never bring in under our umbrella, but, you know, it all begins with feedback from customers. And so far, you're scrolling through these pages here, mm-hmm. so far it looks like there is a lot of feedback that we can chew on, mostly positive, some critical, that's always a good thing, and we're able to sort of take that 
go back to the bunker, you know, do some strategy and, and see if we can't come out a little better in the next shipment. So, so these are already shipping. Another, the other thing, sorry, that, that we did with Nexa is we like to sprinkle in, again, in hindsight, this all makes sense, guys. We try to sprinkle in variations. So there are aircraft that we announce and say, hey, it's a three-month pre-order. There are products we say, surprise, they're here now. Um, Nexa was one of those where we were able to sort of keep this close vest all the way until they're in stock and ready to ship and say, surprise, mm-hmm. it's a category. It's not just, what's the next jet, Alpha? It's, here's 15 Balsa airplanes <laughs> you know, overnight, and they're in stock, and they're ready to ship, and they're spare part. All those sorts of things are yeah. variations in, in sort of our release portfolio, which I think keeps people guessing and keeps people engaged and certainly keeps me up at night. So, all good things. <laughs> so, so, so my, my, my initial question is, when you onboard a new brand, what kind of conversation do you have with these suppliers as far as getting, like you said, you're not just bringing the planes, you're bringing in the parts and everything, and, and you're talking about, at this point, longevity, right? I mean, this is, this is something that everybody looks at when they buy a brand new model. How long am I going to be able to get the parts that I need for this airplane? Or do I need to get everything at the first right away? Cause it might not be existing in six months. You know, what kind of conversations do you strike up with your, with your manufacturing uh, suppliers? Long conversations. <laughs> the, the short answer is we have long conversations and we try to have all conversations. Um, We've been working with these manufacturing partners under the Nexa umbrella, not just the ones you guys see on the website today, but ones that that will be soon announced um, for years. These these are conversations that happen in the same way. I'm fond of reminding people that that OV-10 you saw us release with Flightline last month that's arriving next month. Uh, that's a two and a half year, three year development cycle on that particular aircraft. You know, the AL-37 is two years. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can think that we spend two years on one airplane, imagine how much time and energy we spend to uh, prep the runway, so to speak, to bring in a category with an entirely new factory or two or three or four. You know, the we can't turn the lights on on 50 or 60 different aircraft from a variety of suppliers overnight, but we can certainly at least begin with one or two, and and that requires years of planning, years of planning. Yeah. Um, so, so that's why I always chuckle. Remember a year ago, Andre, or two yeah. years ago, three years ago. Every every time you ask me what's coming, and I keep saying everything's everything's coming. coming. <laughs> you multiple. Yeah. One day people are gonna look back and be like, "Oh, he he wasn't he wasn't he was joking. Lying. No, he wasn't just doing yeah. foam foamy EDFs." Like, like how, how many categories do we need to produce before um, before that scene is fact? So, uh, yeah. So I guess the nice thing about stepping in, and like you said, you're making those little tweaks, um, you're stepping into, I'm assuming, uh, uh, if, if they've made the mark as far as a, a valued uh, supplier, you know, you can trust them. And so... Are you still doing inventory quality yourself? Like, are you still grabbing a model and flying it? Going, yeah. Mm. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the benefit is, you know, we're not too big for our britches and we never want to be. Um, you know, I still am in in factory in Vietnam where, where a lot of our balsa partners are made. The Black Horse is a great example. We can talk about them. I mean, mm-hmm known them for years i'm there very often we we put our hands on the aircraft so there's been some concern i think as far as growing too quickly or growing too uh, too large you know that's not what we're about growth for growth's sake is never healthy that doesn't help my customers it doesn't help me as a customer <laughs> um so we always want to grow smartly and that that will always require a hands-on touch that's sort of artificially limits our growth because we're never going to be able to sort of you know be it everywhere at once but it does protect which is important i think for our customer family they demand this of us it does protect the notion that anything that we're selling is something we've looked at it meets at least a minimum set of requirements which i Mm. would say are very high yeah um but that being said they're absolute starting points uh funky pops brought up and, and i agree with them you know uh, some of these aircraft in, in 
and a, across our portfolios, across any manufacturer. Yeah. Uh, there are the, the highlight winners, there are the home run hits, and then there are the good planes. And there are also some that aren't good. Um, my favorite example is they're free-wing products, and I live there. Um, <laughs> they're free-wing products that we don't sell. Yeah. I don't like them. I can't yeah. stand behind them, so we don't sell them. It's, it's okay. Um, there, I can say the same thing with Robon. I can say the same thing with Henlong. I can say the same thing with Black Horse. There are products that uh, we need to begin the relationship somewhere and say these are the ones we want to start with. These are the other ones we'd like to start. We'd like to add on eventually, but our customers say you're going to need to improve this or that or the other, and we're able to really sort of stay there. Again, referencing back to to the feel um, from from uh, from Black Horse, that aircraft had a lot of people who wanted it, but they had some very specific requests and really requirements that they needed us to ensure we would put in place at the factory before we brought the aircraft in. So that's where I, I'm going to continue to say, as I always do, customer feedback, 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 feedback. If you tell it to us, we'll listen and not just listen, but we're at the factory can actually drive that um, feedback, you know, in the production line. So, so these things take time. Yeah. But, but I was going to say, yeah, more, this is, this is a long relationship. Now, I was going to say, so the Black Horse line that came in, what, I'd say about a year now, is it? Yeah, uh, actually almost, almost, yeah, a year and a half. Okay. So how is your foam to balsa ratio? How is that looking these days? Um. <laughs> Balsa is a balsa is a great thing um, because it confirms what we most of the guys at Motion RC were the older builder sort of generation. Um, we wanted to believe that builders that we weren't the only ones left, basically. And I can say that uh, in short, Black Horse and even Nexa in our short time with it has already proven and reinforced the notion that we're not alone. There are many other people who continue to want balsa, who continue to have the 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 attitude for it, the aptitude for it, sort of the, the acumen to put these things together. They have engines already, they're taken off the shelf, they're experimenting with electric conversions. But overall, this is a size and a category and sort of a a level of difficulty that hasn't completely left the hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, very true. That Very was true. a valid question. Two or three years ago, when we were sort of getting railed against for, for almost being the harbingers of, of death for the ARF and the kit world because we sort of P&P'd everything, I mean, it really dropped the price and increased the value, made it really difficult to compete for, say, sub-40 size or 46 size balsa aircraft because foamies were just more convenient. Um, it was a valid question to wonder, is, is are we diluting too much of our original love which is balsa which is building and uh, anyway as i as I already said i was happy to say that, that we were wrong it's not it's not gone there's still people out there so and, uh, that's next is that next step is we were heartened to say yeah it's it's not just one vendor we can we can bring in a couple two three four five six factory partners that are just going to play in that balsa or composite space and there are people who will want it It'll be worth that effort. So, what's the difference between the Nexa line and the and the uh, the Black Horse line then? So, Black Horse is great question. So, so Black Horse is a factory. Um, they sell their products, you know, under their name, Black Horse, and they also produce products um, that are that are OEM. So, they'll produce an exclusive product. Uh, the the Nexa OV10 is a great example, and that's an aircraft that is only available in North America through Nexa through Motion RC. Um, so we we in this instance we sell both products sold as Black Horse under their name, and there are also products that they're going to be developing for us exclusively. So that Nexa label is really when you hear Black Horse, you could have bought it from Motion RC, you could have bought it from Pickler, you could have bought it from another European outfit. You could have bought it from a hobby store uh, somewhere in the Middle East. There are a variety of sources for Black Horse product. But where you see Nexa, Nexa, you'll know that is Motion RC, that is Balsa, 
and that is only motion RC. So the Very service cool. structure, the expectation of service and warranty support, knowing that motion RC has got people on the ground for that product, product specifically, it's an, it's an additional level of sort of exclusivity because it's, again, it's our in-house brand. Um, this isn't unlike, by the way, what Horizon will do. I mean, it's, you know, Horizon, we've got FMS, which is a great example. Yeah. FMS is a factory that produces FMS products. That's also no secret that they produce, um, as a factory, they produce OEM products for Horizon. So mm-hmm. I think most of the industry engages in this practice to sort of help focus your fire on models that you really, really want to keep for yourself. Or, you know, if I'm going to design something, I'm going to want to keep that in-house. I'm going to want to be the one to represent it, market it, sell it, service it, because I know it better than anyone else. So Nice. All right. So, so a loaded question. The Nexa line, I know you have planes. So what do you have from the Nexa line in your personal fleet right now? What are you flying? Oh, what am I flying? <laughs> I hate to be so... Uh, uh, evasive, but I can't tell you. <laughs> oh, oh, because it's the it's the next lineup, isn't yeah. it? Oh, you lucky dog. <laughs> it is. Yeah, we've um, you know, we announced the AL three seven that was very successful, then the T thirty three, which is which is wildly successful. Thank you, everyone. Mm. Uh, thank you for your support. The OV ten as well has proved to be very very popular. Uh, with the pre-sales figures, and then uh, pen long tanks, and, and Nexa has continued to sort of, it's propelled that momentum through the spring and now into the summer. So, you know, obviously, as time goes on, the, the ticker for the next sort of foam electric aircraft pops up. So it's sort of interesting that every other month we're announcing a category that has 15 boats on it with Bancroft models, or 15 or 20 and soon to be 35, uh, balsa aircraft and then we're doing we just announced our partnership with team corrali for 1-8 scale trucks and some other announcements to come um, but interspersed with all those larger category multi-product announcements we are still trying to play to the base and you, you got to make that foam jet you got to make that foam warbird you got to make that foam you know thing i can't tell you right now but all <laughs> of those different things uh, it's uh, all good. are still yeah, they're they're still coming, which is which is a fair point. I mean, for anyone listening, if I've seen any criticism of our expansion over the past year or so, which is valid, it's it's been a sort of a, a slight fear that we're moving away from our core business, which is foam electric, and and just allow me to say that's not happening, guys. No. We're continuing at the same pace as we're expanding with our foam electric in a variety of categories. We're just adding on other things. So that's it's not coming at the cost of, because we announced warships and uh, tanks and construction and and balsa and new helicopters, that means you're going to get less EDS from Freewing this year. You're not. You're going to get the same number this year as you did last year. Nice. So I think that's all good. Oh, no, it is. It is. It's fantastic. And... You know, it's funny because, you know, I've got some of those photos and, and like we're, we're talking two years now since the last 64 mil, millimeter EDF batch came out. So I was like, ooh, I bet he's due. Because, <laughs> you know, like you said, it was a successful category. And I'm like, hmm, we haven't seen any development there. So you're probably thinking, hmm, yeah, that guy. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it's... um. Uh, it, it was, I tell you, I really, really had my heart. I, actually, I'm still disappointed that, that, you know, I don't know when I'm going to make it to the U S because I had my finger on the trigger for, um, uh, for the, the Bronco and, uh, the, the OV 10. And I just, like I said, everything we come back to, it's always so much, so much money for the shipping. But I, I'm, I'm pleased to hear that that thing is flying off the shelves. I can't wait to see this thing fly. And uh, I think the next time I have a chance to jump down to the, uh, to the U.S., I will have to consider something like that because a twin prop, you know, uh, 4S plane. I watched the videos with James and everything flying, and I'm like, yep. 
Yep, that's my wheelhouse so, as usual. So, But I have so many aircraft to fly. I have so many jets that I still haven't put up. And and then I watched uh, I watched a few reviews of the, um, the T-38. That's uh, T-38. <laughs> the 33. And I, later. I, yeah, 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 no kidding. But I have to say, on that one, I really like... Um, I really like the German scheme for the uh, because of the way the nacelles, the fuel tanks are lit up and or in the orange. I'm just trying to scroll through it to find it, and like the thing looks gorgeous, man. Um, and we and what I liked the most about it was the fact that, like again, uh, you know, proven proven you know power system, proven landing gear, and everything. And I actually. The Bronco, I'm, I'm jumping ship all over the place here, but when I looked at the Bronco, did I not see um, you use, utilized various landing gear from existing aircraft? Uh, we didn't, actually. No? We just, okay. Um, we, always tr- we always try to reuse wheels. You know, we, we already have 17 different types of wheels, and so it's, it's advantageous to not open a new wheel mold. Mm. But the struts are... Custom. The struts okay. are suspension struts, you know, they, so they look sort of, they probably look similar to like Tiger Cat struts, but they're not because of the length. Yeah. So um, that's something where four years ago when we announced the P-38, our first flight line twin, we didn't have suspension struts. Mm-hmm. And then with the Tiger Cat, the second Warbird, the second twin in, from flight line, we, we, uh, we had a suspension strut upgrade. So you have to buy it separate. Yeah. And then now, in, in 2020, all... we announced our third Flightline Twin. It's already sort of pre-upgraded, and the coolest thing is, even four years on, we were to keep the price the same as what it was when we announced the P-38. So you know, what other industry can you release a product four years after sort of the quote-unquote original, make it better, but keep the price the same, which doesn't happen. So no. um, <laughs> we were excited to be able to do that, which is which is key, you know, the the whole thing is to get more people flying, more people RC, more of those puzzle people. Everyone who began playing puzzles in Monopoly, shoots and ladders over the past three months, sort of rediscovering fun time with their kids. Now it's about getting them to go try a tank or mm. a truck or a car <laughs> or a glider or an airplane, you know, or a, or a, yeah. or a one-quarter scale cub. I mean, something. Um, we have a captive audience now, you know. Well, yes, yes, you do, and and it was uh, uh, I probably could do podcasts for days on various subjects, and it was um, uh, I've got some friends at the the local hobby store, and just talking to them and like, or just watching the stock, and it was like he says like the ground based vehicles because you know most people are stuck in their backyards. Those things were just they couldn't keep them in stock. They couldn't ship them out fast enough. So. Um, and, uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's kind of fascinating to see, you know, the various, um, you know, peaks and valleys in the hobby and everything, but it's, it's also nice to see that, 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 you know, people are still going, okay, I want this one. Um, I almost want to ask you if you saw any changes in your ordering patterns, like, like as far as what was flying off the shelves, but I suspect it was still the same. Like you said, like you built up enough of a of um, a buffer um, that you still had stock in hand and everything, and able to get through and everything. Actually, uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, Alex just yeah put the questions right right. You know, are you guys having any issues keeping products available? Yeah. Yeah. No. Thankfully, not yet. You know, part of my job, guys, is you know, being in Asia, um, is going to these different countries and spending time in each of these factories. Um, yeah, I live within an hour of, of 10 of our partners or their primary supply chain. And so it's been there to preempt a lot of these issues. You know, when, I, when I'm there, uh, it was December. You know, I, I spent Christmas in Asia and we already had, there was no sort of word of COVID-19. Of course, we, we don't have a crystal ball, but there's always this sense of you always want to get as much as you can um, across the water at the quality level that you need to meet any day of the week. It doesn't really matter what the rest of the world is doing or what the rest of the market is doing. We believe if we have it, we can sell it. You know, we, I, I'm very bullish on the notion that if something's in stock, there's going to be someone who's going to want it. Um, the day that I have a, a three meter Zeppelin, 
um, <laughs> someone's going to want to buy that thing. <laughs> and, we could sell uh, that one. So, we could. So, <laughs> yeah. So to answer your question, Alex, is the the answer is no. We don't have real major issues with keeping products available because every day, COVID or not, our mindset has always been more product, more faster. And and times like this, that strategy has helped because. Yes, it, it requires you to, to pay a lot of it forward and you're really making large investments and in, in having shelf stock. But at times like this, when others may be running out, we're able to sort of say, you know, we still got stuff. The only thing that we're actually having to deal with, which is becoming a, a bit of a, a problem, it's always a good problem, but it's a problem nonetheless, is, is that customer demand is beginning to exceed our production capacity so wow. tanks are a great example we brought in we brought in headlong tanks uh we did an announcement in december they arrived in february they sold out most of them within a couple of weeks um we received more of them on friday we're almost sold out again so <laughs> what we think is going to be three months turns out to be a two-week supply okay let's make six months worth and now it's going to be two-week supply <laughs> so <laughs> So, yeah. um, you know, good problem to have, but that is part of the growing. It, if there's any reason why something's going to be out of stock, I would rather it be because so many people want it, because that's something we can solve for with more effort and and and, and more cash and just scale the business. So, um, <laughs> I know, Bill, I want a Zeppelin to you, buddy. Uh, Quinny, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions since I see him here. Um, Quinny Perks, what do I think of the Bixler? Mm-hmm. Bixler is a great platform. It's not an innovative platform per se. I think everyone's got uh, a, a pusher from Dynam to FMS to Dorafly to, um, gosh, companies that don't even exist anymore. But as a platform, I, I think it's excellent. Something yeah. like the Skynetic Mercury, which is a very similar platform, high wing. You can hand toss it or roll on ground. But the, the key here is that the propeller is on the back and elevated. So it's excellent for beginners, excellent for FPV platforms. You, know, you really can't go wrong. Bixler or any other similar layout. Um, other questions here, <laughs> Victor. <laughs> hey, Led Zeppelin's amazing. Uh, uh, see how they drop some product instead of backwarding them. Yeah, Alex, that's also a fair point. Um, we've seen that in in some of our compatriots, which is unfortunate to see. But uh, Alex's question is essentially, you know, do He's observed that other people uh, in the market have dropped products rather than restocking them or backordering yeah. them. Nope. We we never really want to do that. Um, it, it takes so much work, effort, time, resources, money to put a single product on the website. Each of those pages constitutes so much effort. By the time it's there, you you don't want to let it go. You you don't want to not order it. It's it it isn't part of the business to not order something so that's certainly not our strategy anything you see out of stock it's because people bought more of it than we thought they would <laughs> and we're and trust that we're we're frantically scrambling in the background to get more <laughs> yeah the, uh, are, are you actually state of <laughs> are you actually having you know are you are you uh, having to stick handle the whole import thing right now a little bit more a little bit more effort required for that uh, we are. I love the term stick handle, but it makes me remind me of flying a cub. I mean, you're you're quite li- literally, you're on it. Um, and it is something that requires more of our direct input these days. So you're right. There there are elements of any business that you want to delegate or die. Um, and there are times in a small industry like ours where, hey, if I'm here and we have the mindset to, to lower costs and preempt problems, which which are expensive by sort of micromanaging certain parts of the operation, we'll try and do that, you know? Um, so things like customs, things like, uh, gosh, logistics and making sure that your products get across the water in, in, a, in a fair amount of time, that yeah. Walmart and Target aren't taking up, that, that they're not monopolizing the container ship, um, <laughs> which they are, they're trying to. Um, you know, it, it takes a lot of that effort. So this is the part of the industry, the hobby, you know, motion RC's business that we don't talk a lot about. There's not a lot of people on this podcast, but suffice to say for anyone who's listening to this, it's, 
it's just just trust that it's a whole lot more than the airplane or the truck or the car that's sitting behind you it oh, is yeah. it is so much i can't i can't begin to say how much it is but i'm sure any of us could talk for days about our given careers so could i there's there's so many ups and downs you know what i mean yeah. but in all good things uh bill yes you're right i do need to get that titanic <laughs> the king tigers though are certainly gonna they're, they're, we're gonna have more king tiger tanks than we will titanics in the short term but we are bringing in uh, two different sizes of that titanic uh later this year so i'm excited about that you're referring to the boat like, yeah, yeah, we've got the, we announced the Bancroft line, yeah. and we've got the Titanic, Armadale, and... I, I do have access to some water, and uh, trust me, I, I looked at a few of these, uh, you know, and I've got my pool. We did the submarine video a few months ago when it was, you know, warm. Um, get the, I laugh when I saw some of these videos. I'm like, wow, some of these things are huge, these ships. And then you know, like you get your 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 scaled uh, um, your tank transport and stuff like this, and you get some luxury. You're all over the place as far as w w what you uh, what you guys have decided yeah. to bring in, uh, which is hilarious. It's all the and funny because it's all it's a direct reflection of the things that we love. Like <laughs> Mark is an avid he's an avid nitro buggy guy. Yeah. He loves as do I. I love nitro. Um, I've been a big warsh warship and tank guy for 20 plus years I, yeah. I sort of i used to build ships in the 90s and, and fight them with with a uh, quarter quarter inch ball bearings um, rc model model warship combat so it's it's nice to finally get to the point where we're really able to say look motion rc is motion motion if it motion. moves we love it and there's going to be i love far more than you know than a than a rafale or a concord or a whatever you know I, I i love far more than a than a cub um, or a bixler there there are a lot of different things we love playing with and it's exciting to sort of be able to say you know i love sailing do you love to love it too and some people don't and then that's okay um the expectation guys isn't that everything we produce is going to be something you're going to love but i think people are going to have to accept that we're we are rc nuts and so <laughs> if it's rc you, you gotta trust that we're we're trying to go for it. Yeah, the Nimitz. I mean, this is a great example. This this thing is, it's almost six foot long. It's a giant. <laughs> it it comes with uh, twenty different aircraft you can put on top of it. I mean, shout out to OV10 Charlie. He's one of our prominent hobby squawk friends. Um, he served on the on the on the Nimitz, and so you know I know that he's gonna get one. Um, <laughs> And and you know I don't need to sell a million of these things. If if a couple of people really love them and want them, and, and they're in sort of the group that I that I am in, we're gonna try and get it. And so, um, yeah, I, I love seeing the Nimbus. <laughs> and you're right, Vic. Final countdown. Who hasn't seen that? Um, FPV boats. Alex, Alex brings up. You bring up a good point to the FPV boats. The nice thing is once we build out the ecosystem, this entire ecosystem of of RC products. Whether it be a landing craft with a tank on it that's running up on a beach to fight other mm -hmm. tanks, and there's a World War II bomber above it trying to, you know, there's a Stuka trying to drop something on it. You can sort of imagine this 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 battlefield or this playing field where FPV and other types of technologies get to sort of come back to play in. So, and absolutely, you you have an FPV equipped tank, which we just announced our our FPV uh, equipable tank series for the handlong tanks. Uh, can that tech be adapted? Can you have your drone doing a cool cinematic flyover while there's an airsoft BB gun war being waged or your Missouri unloading on the, on the, on the beachfront? You can sort of have all that. And I just, I just don't see, uh, I don't see any downside. Uh, Quinny perks. Yes. There are aircraft for the carrier. Uh, if Andre clicked on the, in the gallery for the carrier, you'll see oh, some man. of the, the photos, but, um, there are, there's, um, Obviously, the Nimitz served dutifully across many many seasons, and so um, the the version we represent is sort of that classic. I'll call it Nimitz. So she has Hawkeyes, uh, Intruders, early F-18s. Um, 
She's got a, a sea stallion on her and a few other things. Uh, you got to scroll down into scene, the um, scene. Into yep. the, there you go. The bottom of the page. The Look at that. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. That's not bad at all. So it's, got deck, it's got deck equipment. It's got a whole bunch of stuff. That's. <laughs> and you said how long this thing was? It was six feet long? It's 67 inches. So oh it's my. Five, seven. It's actually closer to like 5.9 with the antennas and all the other sort of radials on it. But yeah, you guys can see if you stop, stop right about there, you can see all the, the yeah. deck aircraft. Yeah. Um, you can position the equipment and I, as a, a modeler, I get excited. I start thinking, well, Titanic, I'm going to put lights in it, right? But something like a carrier like this, um, I'm going to put a, uh, my goal is to put magnets under some of these, these aircraft and so some of these taxiing around. But yeah, if you put magnets uh, on the product, uh, on the aircraft and underneath the deck because it's just a flat deck it's a flesh deck underneath mm -hmm. you can have a system of magnets and pulleys where there are magnets uh, that move around right so anything that's sort of clipped to them on the outside will move around as well sort of getting into like an animatronic type um, display so these types of things when you have an aircraft carrier that large now are you going to go sail it every day like you will some of our speedboats probably not but um you know, why not? If, if for anyone out there who wants an aircraft carrier, why not get it from Ocean RC? That was our thought process. You know, a Missouri, um, same thought process. Got to have Missouri, the Bismarck, the Hood, the Scharnhorst. I mean, all the all the naval um, warships I can think of are things that I, I think I'm not the only one who wants these things. And there's a Titanic that, that Bill was mentioning. That's funny. That that's yeah. it, it's 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 such an unexpected category. But like you said, if it, if it works and if there's demand, you bring them in. They sell booyah, right? I mean, it's 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 funny. It's yeah. like and it's like why not? Why not? Well, and, and you know, like you 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 have a through your experience over the years, you know what works, what doesn't work, and everything. So exactly, like you bring them in, and, and hopefully, you know, well, not even hopefully, obviously, if there's demand and it's selling, it's going. You just put them on the cargo and go, and it's just crazy though. It is absolutely crazy, and I, I'm kind of I'm kind of a watch will watch this space kind of thing into the future, and, and you'll have to tell us, you'll have to come back and say how it's going into the future. You know, like what kind of uh, you know market penetration are you uh, gaining with them? Uh, they all look like they're two yeah. S ships, if I'm correct. I'm just reading some of the quick specs really quickly. Yeah, some of the faster ones, like the speedboats, are two yeah. S, three S. You know, we've got we've got the four S and the six S coming. We have some. There's a speedboat crowd definitely that we're going to be uh, speaking to, but we really want to because we're known as scale guys, and maybe people don't know know this, but but Mark and I are sort of Navy men. I'm sort of straddled between Navy and Air Force, but it, bringing in scale warships like in Arleigh Burke, um, it just there's zero downside from our point of view. Like yeah. we have to. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. RC Iceberg with Bluetooth sound effect that would be neat. One thing I'd really like to see. And it, in fact, is something that we've seen people do, speaking of sort of hometown hobbyists in the age of Corona. Um, we've seen things for our tank series. Our tanks currently fire an infrared uh, system. You can They register hits on each other. And, and there's a great uh, hobby squad member who's also now generated or created like a... There's one, he's made a system that improves... The efficacy, the accuracy, the the reliability of that um, and precision of that infrared mechanism, but also he's made and, and other people have begun to make sort of mines um, where you can <laughs> shoot something and it'll shoot back at you. Reactive targets. So you, so that's for tanks, right? Smoke and all those sorts of things. For for warships, you get into you know Titanic. You can have lights on it. Mm. The Missouri battleship. You can imagine imagine a a full on salvo a broadside where there's smoke coming out of it, the lights and sound effects, sparklers. I mean, I don't know. You can sort of get creative. But for us as, as modelers, and we're, we really are modelers first and businessmen second, the, the, the vision has been we just want to play with stuff. <laughs> you know, my, my B-24, once, once I've painted it up and fully detailed it, the, the fun is in flying it, which is, which is fun every single time. But a tank, I can repaint every other day you know i can 
I can with a boat I can sort of gradually detail it and 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 play. So giving people more options to play is sort of important. Um, iceberg distress flares, I agree that would be pretty neat. Um, I always wanted to have like these little. You can make like balloon sized. Um, uh, I always I always forget what they're called. Uh, they're they're balloons. They're they're anti aircraft balloons basically. Oh okay, That's, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, during during Normandy and whatnot, or or Dunkirk, for example, we throw up these balloons. So you could have like balloons or observation platforms with little FPV things on them. It's just, I don't know, it's just exciting stuff. Um, Lee Davidson, when is the crash video contest happening? You've got to check the um, got to check the official channel at YouTube.com/slash/MotionRC Lee for complete information on that. James has made a couple of. Uh, videos regarding that to be honest i don't know exactly myself uh, i believe it's the end of this month is the deadline to get in uh to get in all of your submissions for that contest and then we're going to be announcing them uh, in the future thank you chris or, or sorry uh thanks mike at Dolph the dart they're called barrage balloons there we go so I guess uh, it, it's funny because I, I flicked onto the website and, you know, your, your truck uh, category came up and then the boats and everything. So the diversity, you, you kind of touched on this, but I guess the diversification of your portfolio, uh, ooh, uh, it sounds like an investment bank, uh, like without, without, without diluting, without diluting your current lineup, you've just enhanced your product and your location and, and you know, your, your, your ability to, um, reach out to more emotion RC fans and, and, you know, customer base and everything. Um, what do you see? I'm going to ask what do you see down the road for another year? Like, well, what's your one year, what's your two year plan now? More of the same. I mean, we we staunchly believe that the majority of hobbyists out there have more than one category. Anyone who's got an airplane probably has a drone, or at least tried one. You know, mm-hmm. Anyone who had a drone probably had a helicopter. Anyone who had a car probably got a truck. You know, it, 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 they probably tried a boat eventually. Um, anyone who's got a foamy probably is going to want to get into balsa maybe they have aspirations of turbine so so we already see it's 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 innate in all of us i think i think we're all nuts we all just want to control stuff and so our goal our continued goal is going to be when someone thinks huh i want a tank instead of going to amazon like they had to do last year and and hoping that it arrives and and signing off on any hope of getting english service warranty support now when they want a tank if you google tanks you're going to find motion rc uh and and we'll be able to service better service it better than anyone has the same thing with any rc category that we really love there are many categories by the way which are well represented into which we don't need to go um good friend of mine tommy he keeps asking when are we going into turbines you know i don't know a whole lot later (laughs) yeah 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 a whole lot later but 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 in any given day and in any sort of point we want to be able to look forward and look behind us and say we're definitely giving customers more options bringing more products under our service umbrella which is really the most important thing um we want there are a lot of good products out there that just if they're serviced better um you know people would like them more and so it's it's not rocket science. We just want to bring better value to customers. You're right. You're right, Lee. <laughs> Lee, Lee Davis says. Uh, Lee Davidson said, uh, "RC is uh, RC is crack. Once you try it, you're addicted." And it's true. And um, you, you see people um, uh, kind of merging not merging but just just going through the hobby and trying different things and it's uh you know like um i got it i got it when i started selling off some of the foam planes and so and people are like are you getting out and i'm like no 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 i'm just 
moving my way through and trying some other stuff. There's, you know, I'm, I'm super yeah. excited about the balsa plane behind me. And then eventually there's going to be some fuel, you know, cause I'm like, well, if I'm paying for this, for this membership at this big giant flying field, well, I might as well get into some fuel blaze flying and, you know, so things will come along and things will change. And then I've got a bunch of fun wings that I need to finish and got to fly some FPGA right. at the field. I've been flying my, yeah. my Phantom again, you know, so it's, you know, and then there's like, you know, there's a nitro, nitro tracks is sitting behind me. There's, there's the next thing, you know, so it's, uh, it's <laughs> Bill's having some fun with, uh, with your, your, your with your bird. Um, so the, there is no, <laughs> Uh, there is no right answer to this hobby. That's the amazing part of it. Like you can be doing any different thing. You could be flying 6S uh, at any moment. You can be flying turbines down the road, or you could be, you know, piloting a boat. Right. So it's it's that that is the yeah. fun part. If you had a big enough truck or, or van, you could probably do all of them at the same time in one day. Right. <laughs> well, that's the nice thing is when we go out for these filming days. You know, I've got a. I actually in January or so I had a Missouri six foot long, fifty pound Missouri in the van. Um, it was next to three different tanks. There is a truck in there. There is another vehicle I can't discuss. There was um, well, I guess well, and then the rest of the I guess I can't really talk about the rest of what was in there. But <laughs> suffice to say, between between air, sea, and land, there yeah. were one, two, three, four, five, six. There were nine different, uh, you know, toys. I mean, and how cool is that? You can, we went seamless. Actually, there were 10. We went seamlessly from one to the next, to the next, to the next. And I don't think, um, again, I, I don't think I'm the only person who really would really love to get a part of that. So, <laughs> so what, um, what regarding the bird, <laughs> yeah, there, there are many birds here, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm bird friendly. I, I can't actually hear them since I'm on noise canceling headphones. Nice. But uh, the nearest bird, the nearest uh, organic bird to me is is a solid 50 meters away. So I don't know how everyone's able to hear that thing. But <laughs> we've been getting it the entire show. Really? Wow. Yes. Tuned to his frequency. I <laughs> I can't hear that thing. At all. <laughs> it's all good it's all good it's all part of the uh you know the 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 nuance of the show um so cool i think um i think we've covered off everything on your lineup is there anything else you wanted to really discuss i mean we know it's sort of what you guys have got planned for the next you know six months and uh, you know moving into the summer um uh, again it's unfortunate a lot of the events are um are, are, are not going to be taking place, but I like some of the stuff that you and James yeah. are collaborating on and, you know, the, uh, the, the live streams and so forth. Um, again, and you know, the fact yeah, that we've we can... got the crash contest going, yep. the crash contest seems pretty fun. People have dirt naps. And so that's fun. Um, you know, I think you and I are going to be doing some things we've been talking about for some promotions to help grow, you know, RC after hours and yep. just, Wherever we're at, whatever we're doing, and I suppose to answer your question, this is my encouragement for everyone listening. This is a crazy time, uh, but wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, as it pertains to RC, just do something. If it's going to support your local hobby shop, if it's teaching the, the daughter how to play the simulator, if it's, uh, I don't know, you know, learning life hacks on how to get super glue off of your fingers, if you're like me and you I keep seeing my fingers together, trying to build this glider. You know, whatever it is you're doing, try to move the hobby forward. This is a time where uh, I think, you know, a light shines bright, brightest surrounded by darkness. So this is the time when each of us as hobbyists can really move the needle. And it, even if it's that, that's internally doubling down on our own sort of passion or commitment to what we're doing or, or, or more so, and I hope this is more prominent, getting out and talking about what we love and um, and celebrating anyone who's doing their best to move that needle forward. I don't care if you support Motion RC or any other company, any other uh, any other shop, any other podcast, any other modeler. I don't, I don't care. I, I just want to know that um, that we as modelers are doing our honest 
our honest best. So where we see that we celebrated in each of you, people support us and we love that. Um, you know, people hate, I eat haters for breakfast. But um, but beyond that, we, we just really love what we're doing. Hope it shows. It does. It does. That's a, that's a very suitable way to... Uh, to uh, wrap up this episode it wasn't uh it's not meant to be the longest podcast and it doesn't have to always be a huge show um but geez you know it was it's always a pleasure to get you on and talk about it again um you guys are amazing uh the uh, the patreons and everybody on uh the instagram account i don't understand but it's just going crazy which is really fun to watch i uh keep keep the comments coming in keep the ideas coming in and um you know, uh, crash stories. Hey, if you want crash stories, email me them. RC after hours podcast at gmail.com, uh, or hit me. Blame Andre. Blame Andre. Oh yes. Uh, you know, and the stickers, I need to revamp the RC after hours logo. It's time for a refresh. The blame Andre hashtag is going to continue to grow. Um, my wife laughs when I wear my own ball cap and I'm kind of like, yeah, that makes sense really. So, (laughs) um, but we're, we're having fun with it and that's the whole point of it. There is no, um, there's no, geez, I, I do it cause I can, um, you know, we're very fortunate to have access to as many, as many people in the industry and, and being able to talk to people. Uh, I'll post that, uh, Victor says he'll post something on Instagram since you're not on Facebook. Oh, he's talking to you, Alf. Okay, great. Um, yeah, so keep it coming. Uh, thank you for the support. Thank you for the uh, the Patreon contributions. We'll figure something out. And like I said, we're uh, it feels like we're just getting into probably some better times and some better fun and everything. And I'm going to try and keep flying. I wish I could have got it out this weekend. But, hey, I was being a, a very good, athletic, healthy person and, and moving myself hard. So um, I'm Andre on the other Bill's end of this line. Bill's got LaBelle, man. Hey, the bell? I'll be building my dream flight glider. I can't wait. Like I said, the servos are ordered. I gotta go and get. I have my receiver, and I think I've got a suitable battery. And I look forward to going DLG flying. Because if you want to wear yourself out, go DLG flying. So, <laughs> on that fantastic that. note, All right, guys. Um, Alpha, thank you. Um, thank you for coming on. We'll be in touch, and we'll uh, we'll definitely have to uh, draw you into another show in the near future when you've got some new products to talk about and some exciting stuff from Motion RC. Again, I'm Andre. The other guy on the other line is Alpha. Have a great afternoon. Thanks, buddy. Cheers.